0: you're listening to the g-factor with lauren and tony a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization now without further ado here are the hosts of g-factor lauren doherty and tony van believe that it is may may 3rd lauren may 3rd
1: yeah, I mean, I feel like April like flew by, but yeah, every month prior to that for the past year was about three months in one. So I don't know what's happening at
0: this point. Like fast and then slow, fast and then slow. So at this point, I don't understand. I think I'm going to blink, and it's going to be December, or it's going to be one day. Like I, you just don't know what the right. time frame. Yeah. No. Ridiculous life. Uh, to that note, on that positive message, uh, today I thought maybe we should talk about uh, layering strategic marketing tactics and maybe even discussing a little bit about uh, all-in versus uh, staged uh, vehicles or options. How's does that sound?
1: I think that's sage advice for sure. Let's talk about it.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, I'll kick it off and then you can kind of come alongside and show everyone how much smarter you are than I am. So I think I always uh, get the, in my head, I always get the uh, visual image of that little kid that goes to the, you know, five and dime store, or the candy store, or whatever, you know, plug in whatever is your uh, age limit. But, you know, they have like 50 cents or whatever in their pocket and they've saved up and they saved up and that is the last 50 cents they have. And they put it all on the on the counter, and they say, you know, here it is. And then they grab a piece of chewing gum, and they chew that chewing gum for about, what, 20 seconds? And then they walk away, and they say, well, I don't have anything else, and i got to work for a lot of time. And, and I think that analogy is uh, very similar to what people do when it comes to strategic communications. They basically say... I'm ready to start, whatever that is, and they don't really prepare and they don't really have an understanding of what a budget is uh, because it's not all in. So a couple of things that we always talk about is layering uh, those communication techniques or those communication uh, vehicles, and and there's kind of a little bit of a hierarchy. Um, do you want to go through that or would you like me to try to kick that off?
1: Sure. Um so basically like I guess I'll go kind of to the root of this which is I'll offer my advice of I really can't think of many instances there are few but I can't think of many when I say go all in with one tactic you know put all of your eggs in one basket if you will so I always think a layered approach is better um so let's just talk about a few of the tactics and then maybe we can dive in like on some specifics so Basically, you have your online presence. So your website, social media is another layer. Social media advertising is even a layer on top of that. Um, Email marketing is another. And then you have like regular advertising on the internet. So digital advertising is even another layer separate from social media advertising. Yeah, And then you kind of go to your more traditional tactics. So think about like outdoor, um, traditional advertising, you know, newspaper, magazine, specialty publications, um, anything that you can kind of think of in that realm, that's even another layer or touch point. And then earned media um, or even influencer marketing. So there are several tactics that we're going to talk about, you know, in a layered approach and what that means um, and some specifics there. But those are kind of the basic what I would call each layer pretty foundational that everyone's pretty familiar with, if you will.
0: True. And I think that's exactly kind of the the list, if you will, and, and you start out. So, I mean, you might start out. um, One thing I didn't mention, I think you're getting a brand. I mean, the logo in itself, the name of itself, you got to start there. And then you make that first investment with a website and you get that going. The other thing that you were talking about in your layers are all eggs in a basket um, phenomenon about what five years ago or so when you get social media channels and you would get Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, what Instagram. That wasn't five years ago, but you'd have like nine, Google, Google plus, whatever you'd have like nine or 10 different channels. And maybe you would use one or two and then just try to keep the other ones going and they just lose or die. And so with that layer of opportunity, you just want to build, you know, one channel really great, get it going and then do another channel and, and another channel. Right.
1: Right. And you know, depending on how many layers you can add is kind of budget dependent or maybe it's time dependent. It, it, you know, it, either way, time is money. So and also how, you know, how long is your campaign and how many things can you add in those layers? But generally budget and time and then the time of the campaign are the factors I would consider. um when trying to think about what layers you can add, as well as, you know, just the main point, which is where does your audience want to be communicated with? And how do they respond best through what tactics do they respond best? So if you know, your audience is not paying attention um, to your Facebook page, for instance, then that's probably not a layer that is worthwhile. Um, But maybe you have a product that is sold you know, online only, you don't have a storefront or any other means to push the product, then you probably aren't looking at some of the other tactics, you know, you're really going to go digital heavy on that probably. Um, And then just kind of a bigger look into like the media relations earned media side you know, um, getting maybe a TV placement or a story placement somewhere, um, you can reuse that in many, many ways. So that media relations layer becomes two or three layers because you're going to recycle that content and that will spread your footprint and your layers a little bit more.
0: So one of the things I love about building legs with uh, earned media is that you can recycle that through your social media, put it on the website. Uh, you know, I don't know if a brochure necessarily would be something there. You can use it on online ads. It gives you that third-party credibility from a trusted news source that uh, your audience will identify with.
1: So let's dive in. We talked a little bit about media relations. Let's dive into a couple of these other tactics and just kind of give some quick advice. So, Tony, tell us about websites. So I'm going to you know, make my website a priority in my layered approach and my plan. What are some kind of tips or pointers that I should keep in mind?
0: First of all, I think that you know, on your website, it's important to have one that uh, is easy to navigate, connects with your uh, brand, obviously on mission for content, And then basically the operation side of it, you want to make sure that it looks great on all screens. So that's everything from desktop to tablet to mobile. You want those opportunities to be able to uh, engage your visitors on all of those screens. So I'm sure we've all done this. We're driving around. We're walking around. We pull up somebody's website and it looks horrific or you have to zoom it in or whatever. You want to make sure that that opportunity is easy to make a sale or a conversion uh, for the website. Two is websites candidly just don't last as long as they used to. The technology behind a website is ever-changing. So even though your website might, quote-unquote, look great, there are always... upgrades going on behind the scenes, whether they're algorithm-based, trying to get you better search engine optimization or search engine marketing opportunities, to the fact that, candidly, browsers change all the time. Microsoft brought up, brought out Microsoft Edge uh, about a year ago, plus or minus. Some folks use Firefox, Safari, Chrome. I mean, there are a ton of browsers out right. there. And you want to make sure that they're you know appropriate class cross-platform. So Candidly, when you and I started about what 10, 11, 12 years ago, I would tell people, look, your website, once you build it and get it going, it's probably viable for, let's say, three years, maybe four years. And then after that, you're going to need to start looking for a new website to basically update it, if nothing else, to reskin it. Now, what I'm telling people is that it's two years or less, because basically by the time you get it up and going and you get the content on there you like, In about 24 months, maybe you can stretch it to uh, 30 months, there's something new that's come out, something new technology-wise, some type of new look. And you want to make sure that you're uh, on that forefront because, Kenley, your website is, I feel like, your best investment. It's running 24-7 if you keep it updated and you keep the content relevant and fresh it can always provide a new perspective to visitors and it's out there so a search engine um is always looking for uh, great content that's something that's always out there pushing your uh, story and it's somewhat passive i'm not saying that you you know launch it and forget it but it's not something you necessarily have to touch every day or maybe even not every week on, like social media or a e-newsletter and so on and so forth so right that's that's my that's my thought on that so tell me tell us let's go the next on the social media channel side tell us a little about the integration with your website and kind of what you see for that for that layer
1: so my biggest thing with social media is and we've kind of already mentioned it but choosing what Um, platform that your audience or your prospective audiences are on. So and depending on what you want to do with it. So you might and hopefully have a different strategy for each channel you're on. So your Instagram strategy may be different um, than your Facebook or if you have LinkedIn. So however, we want your brand to be cohesive. So your voice should be the same, visual cues and branding should be the same. So that user's expectations are, you know, met from social to your website to, you know, even an in-person visit, if you will. Everything speaks to your brand. Um, As you said, you know, social media is probably a lot more hands-on and like upkeep. So you're going to be touching it daily, like multiple times a day. And if you're not, you should be. Um, It's a time investment, you know, creating content, responding to questions, you know, all of these things take a lot of time. Um, you should have a plan that you're kind of, you know, is, is guiding you um, for your content and your overall structure, as well as, you know, your campaigns you're running. So social media is really time. And if you're doing it correctly, you're spending time planning, working on the channel itself and in the channel, you know. Every day, basically. But my biggest thing, you know, is just making sure that it's cohesive. So I have a streamless integration from all, you know, on all digital presence. So,
0: right, right.
1: If you're going, you know, from the website to social or you're investigating from social and then hitting the website for a call to action, if you're the end user, it's all seamless. It's easy. You're not trying to post links on Instagram and in the content um, because I can't click those and I'm automatically like annoyed and deterred from making a purchase. Right. so
0: <laughs> Yeah, because we all have to have something right now, immediately, and I'm ready right. to buy. So if you send me a broken yeah. link, I don't care. You're out, right? That's how it right. that works.
1: The same for, and you know, broken link. That brings up the next tactic, which is email marketing. You know, make sure you're checking your content and your links because that's the whole point, right? You're trying to educate someone, give them information, and then push them to a call to action on your website. So making a purchase, signing up, you know, getting a download, RSVPing for an event, whatever that call to action is, that's a big thing with, with email marketing. Just make sure that you're delivering what you say you're going to deliver and quick. You know, the attention span is so short.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely. And and for those listeners that may have not caught our uh, e-newsletter a couple of weeks ago, go back and, and check that out. But what I really like about the message that is being delivered, I feel like we're delivering it hopefully is the integration of all of these steps. So we started with the website, then we're doing social media. Now we've pushed into a newsletter. You just mentioned the fact that the newsletter then would theoretically push back to a, the landing page on the website. And you would of course promote both the website, the content and your newsletter, or, you know, subscribing newsletter through your social media. So, All three of those uh, pieces are really playing in the same pond, if you will.
1: Right, exactly. So, you know, let's just pretend, you know, you're pushing a new um, device that you're selling, right? A product your campaign should you know with these layers should be using the same messaging you know the same visual cues you should have a photo catalog video all of these assets that then you're you're just pushing through different channels so you're trying to touch people in different places and multiple times to get them to take an action basically so the same thing with any advertising you know if it's digital or traditional you'd be pushing the same things you know visual cues the same strong branding strong message, trying to get, you know, the same result, which is, you know, someone to make a purchase or take that action that you want them to. So,
0: yeah, you're just driving traffic, just driving traffic, making that conversion. And we've all seen this. I mean, whether we're active or passive users in this, if, if you've been on any type of social media, if you've ever been on the internet, you've probably seen an ad and most likely whether you've done it purpose or not, you've probably clicked on an ad or a link.
1: Right. Oh, yeah.
0: So the other part of this, which we kind of get out of the interwebs, if you will, we remove ourselves from the World Wide Web, are just traditional ads. Those traditional ads that we either see while we're driving around, such as outdoor or, you know, bus, bench, shelter, whatever, things on TV, uh, magazine, that type of thing, Um, still pretty viable, I will tell you. I. I keep looking at OTT and seeing what that looks like, which is basically the ads inside of uh, Prime or uh, Netflix uh-huh. or Hulu or that type of thing. I think there's still movement there, especially where people are are pushing away from a traditional uh, cable um, situation or you know dish situation. Uh, what are your thoughts? Any any additional thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, aren't you watching Netflix or, you know, Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever, and on your phone at the same time anyway, or your computer? I mean,
0: I'm doing that right now. And I mean, yes, that's what I'm doing. And we're doing their podcast at the same time. So, I mean, it's I mean,
1: I personally have seen an ad for something and dialed up the website pretty much simultaneously, honestly. So, I mean, and. It depends obviously on your audience and what you're pushing, but I think it's definitely a viable option. And I've I've seen some pretty good statistics out there um and some return on investment numbers that are pretty impressive. So yeah. I don't think that's going anywhere. I think it's going to continue to grow.
0: No, but yet another layer. I mean, I think that's I think that's where you get um separate kind of the low from the high. I mean, when you start Sticking those spins on uh, the traditional media side, whether it's, you know, commercials or advertising or whatever, radio, TV, blah, blah, blah. That's really the next level in a budget because you have to sustain that for frequency, uh, which is basically, I mean, we just looked at a potential client's information and, you know, to run a TV ad or a radio ad uh, once a day or once every other day, Uh, that's not going to cut it. Uh, The the amount of information is uh, so fluid in today's marketplace. Uh, You just have to have so much more, just so much more information.
1: Right. Um, And that's where the layered approach, you know, to make a full circle here. That's why we always promote the layered approach. And like I said, at the beginning, there may be some instances where there are only one or two layers, but there's generally not just one layer in the in the marketing plan, so uh, multiple touches, and as many times as you can touch your audience, the better.
0: Well, good deal, Lauren, so we talked a little bit about layers and we're talking a little bit about the World wide Web, or also known as the information Superhighway. I have both a surprise and a segue to that statement. Are you ready? Yes, next week. Special. I'm going to tell you who it is.
1: Okay. I mean, you I'll want, be surprised. Gonna, just like everyone I'm else.
0: Gonna, everyone else. It will be a premier guest. We've never had this person on. The clue is it was once to a super highway, but now it's historic. So that's nice. our clue.
1: Okay.
0: And uh, I hope that you'll come back next week. You too, Lauren. I hope you'll come back uh, and maybe get your kicks here on the g-factor podcast
1: i already think i know who it is but i won't spoil it
0: don't don't spoil <laughs> it if you know so all right well on that note we hope that you've enjoyed our layered approach uh looking at communication and for the g-factor podcast i am tony van
1: and i'm lauren doherty
0: and we will look forward to talking to you next week Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.